Hey guys, my name is Ruth and welcome back to Uncharted Faith. Thank you for joining me today and it's been a little bit since we've published something new. Not because there's not something brewing in my soul, but life has been a little bit busy. So I just want to say thank you for joining me and if you like what you hear, I'd be honored if you subscribed or if you shared it with another friend. Um, What we talk about is faith in real time and recovery in real time and maybe you've never gone through an addiction, but maybe you've gone through something that I call religious trauma and uh, what I like to do is I like to talk about where my journey has taken me and what it looks like today. Um, oftentimes I would complain and be the hypocrite that says like, you know, well, these people are talking about what happened 50 years ago. And so I just don't want to be that person. And so I want to be the change today. As cheesy as that might sound, that's all I can do. Bless them, change me. And so today we're going to talk about what it looks like to be different. And we're going to talk about what it looks like to set someone else free. I don't know about you and how you were raised, but I think oftentimes a lot of us have felt isolated or we felt alone or we felt like, you know, I don't want to do this. Maybe they won't like me. And we, we let fear kind of be our base of operation and we let fear kind of be that place where we make those decisions. And so oftentimes I have found, and I'm sure I do this myself, but I'll end up belittling someone else or talking down to them in a sense to puff myself up. And really in all actuality, um, I believe that when this happens, not necessarily uh, whether I I catch it happening to me, um, I don't, I I wanna say that I don't do that a lot. I'm sure I have. Um, I know I do it in joking, but let's be honest, whenever we're joking, there's there's a little bit of truth there. And sometimes it's just, sometimes there's some things we just shouldn't joke about but but anyway I say that to say that because joking for me in my past has been an area of deflecting sarcasm has been an area of deflecting to where I really don't want to look at what's really going on on the inside or you make me uncomfortable so I'm going to say something smart and something sassy so that way you just kind of laugh and you think I'm a funny person when really in all honesty if we start to peel back those layers of who I am I'm scared for you to see who I am because I don't like who I am and so I want to get to the place today where we talk about where I've gotten where I've gone along my journey and how I've gotten to the place to where I actually like who I am today now I'm going to preface this with you know in a few hours I'm going to be on the road to Oklahoma to see my siblings uh, for the first time we'll all be together in about 15 years I think that's accurate I might be wrong but if you go through my family's photos and you see all of their spouses and children and them you won't find me in their pictures in the last 15 years and um, and that's due to my own my own choosing and the own deci- my own decisions that I've made throughout the years um, for a while their alcohol and depression really just had a grip on my on my soul and on my life and I was so enticed and enamored by this gentleman that I followed from state to state to state just begging for him to love me and begging for him to to accept me and to want me and um, and I found myself later understanding that I was in an emotionally abusive and verbally abusive relationship that it was toxic that it was uh, all kinds of things that we can unpack for another time with my therapist um, but today I want to talk about the fear that drove me to those decisions and the fear that still drives me if I'm not careful to do that in relationships today to where I find myself bending right so the other day I found myself praying like God please help me not to cower please help me just to say 
something, say anything. Because what I don't like is when I get into these, um, you know, freeze or flight or fight moments, I oftentimes find myself freezing. So if you ever want to get in an argument with me, oftentimes I'll end up freezing. I'll end up cowering. And it's not that I don't have anything to say, but in that moment, fear has gripped me so tightly that my mouth is closed shut. I find my shoulders bending towards you and I find my spine curving because I am literally cowering towards whatever it is that you have to say because I'm caught off guard. I'm caught off guard for a lot of reasons. I'm caught off guard because one, I didn't think that I needed to necessarily defend myself with you, but two, um, I'm, you know, there's, there's so many different things, but, but two, I'm in fear because I don't understand why, why you don't accept me and why you don't love me. But three, really the underlying thing is in that moment, I don't accept me and I'm projecting that onto you. So then when you also reject me in that area of my life where I hate myself, then I find myself cowering. So really in all honesty, it has nothing to do with you. And I think sometimes it's time that we lay down that victim card and we start getting honest with ourselves about who's really at fault here. Because you can't change how anyone speaks to you. You can't change how how circumstances that go on in your life right now. The only person that you can change is you. And until you can swallow that pill and you're brave enough to do that, you will forever be living in the victim card mentality. You will forever be speaking victimese. And you will be sitting here telling, your sad little story playing your sad little violin blaming everybody else for your unhappiness and for your lack of peace and for your lack of why you're not ahead in your career and this person just has it out for me when we really get get honest and serious about changing our world it has to start with the person in the mirror it cannot start with anybody else and so about 11 months ago now I got serious about changing the person in the mirror and I was terrified. And the truth is, is some days I'm still terrified, but that, that terror and that fear is a lot less. And no matter how great it is, first of all, it doesn't discount my faith. But second of all, I just take fear with me. I've heard before, do it afraid. And yes, I'm, I'm a big proponent of do it afraid, but that fear has got to come with me because the Bible tells me that I only need the faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, which is pretty small. So even though I might only have a little bit of faith, if my feet are going, that faith is growing. And so no matter how much fear or how much worry or how much doubt you might have today, God is simply saying, if you just take your steps and you just walk a little bit further and you don't give up today, that faith has room to grow. Your faith doesn't have room to grow when you're speaking victimese. Your faith doesn't have room to grow when you're too busy blaming everybody else. Your faith doesn't have room to grow when you're sitting there having a pity party. But let me encourage you today that if you're in the middle of a pity party and you say, you know what? I've had enough. You can get up right now, shake the dirt off of your shoes and say, we're going forward. Even though I don't understand it, even though I'm still angry, even though I still don't forgive them, I'm still moving forward because bless them, change me. I don't even like that prayer, but I'm going to speak it over my life because I can't stay stuck anymore. And if that's you today, you don't have to stay stuck. You can get up off the bed. You can get up off the couch. You can stop writing on Facebook about, oh, poor me, this is what happened. And start doing something about it and how you start doing something about it is you take your hands off of it and you say God not my will but yours be done 
And you simply look for that next right thing to do. God, what do you want me to do? Well, get up and go to work. Well, God, what are you about? Well, why don't you be thankful about something? Why instead of and instead of hating your boss and instead of hating your circumstances, if you were to get up this morning and say, you know, so-and-so, I, I thank you for hiring me. Thank you for the job. Even if you don't mean it, there's got to be that sense of gratitude because there's plenty of people out there that are still on the streets that are wondering, how did I get here? And I don't know how to get out. And yet we're crying about the roof that's over our head. We're crying about the people that are still in our life that love us because they don't love us the way that I understand it. Or maybe they're emotionally abusive. Maybe it's a mother or a father or a sibling or a spouse you know, and we don't know how to handle it. Bless them, change me. How can I sit here and show them that I love them without, with, with setting those boundaries, mind you, because that's a whole nother topic. You don't have to keep subjecting yourself to that kind of hatred, but if you can't find a way to get outside of yourself and to say, God, thank you for the people in my life. Thank you for my dad, even though he wasn't around or he wasn't emotionally available. Thank you that he put a, he put food on the table. I had clothes on my back, no matter where they came from. I found out years later that my grandparents ended up paying for stuff, you know, for me and my my siblings when we were in school. That doesn't discount at all what my parents were doing in my life. You know, it just means that where there's a will, there's a way. And God found a way to, to keep us clothed and to keep us in school and to keep us fed and to keep a roof over my head. No, my dad wasn't emotionally available, but my dad is retired now. And I guarantee you he is seeing the areas where he could have he could have been there. I don't need to tell him that he's beating himself up and you know, and all we can do right now, guys is be there today. Nobody cares what you did yesterday. They care about what you're doing today. And yes, sometimes we have to rebuild that trust and we have to rebuild that faith in other people about who we are today, but we keep going and we go one step at a time. And there's this, there's this story that I absolutely love. And when I find it on YouTube, I'll post it on Facebook. But there's this story about this soldier where him and his platoon um, are out in the middle of the desert and, and they end up getting bombarded and they end up getting, um, you know, attacked by, by the um, whoever, where, wherever they're at. Um, sorry, I don't know the, the fine details of this story. But this gentleman ends up losing his entire platoon. Like all of his soldiers are dead and he's injured and he can only crawl. And it's about two miles or it was two or three miles to the nearest checkpoint. But he literally has no, he's, he's injured from the waist down. All he can do is crawl. So what he does is he takes a stick or he takes his finger and he draws a line in the sand. And he says, I can go that far. And he crawls, you know, he army crawls to that point. And then he draws another line in the sand and he does that for the next two or three miles until he reaches safety, until he reaches that checkpoint. And some days that's me. Some days that's me mentally and physically and spiritually where I've been beaten down, I've been abused and I've been spit up and I've been chewed out. Or maybe it's something that's going on in my financial world or my personal life and I don't understand why these people who I thought loved me and cared for me and they're no longer with me on this journey. So what in the world do I do? I can draw a line in the sand and I can go that far because I don't get to stay down today. I don't get to say, oh, well, I'm injured and I can't walk. Who cares? Crawl. And if you've got people in your world today that you can hold on to them and be like, yo, I need a little push in the right direction today, then you pick up the phone and you call them, but you don't get to stay there in your self-pity and in your self-doubt and your self-hatred. You pick up the phone and you do something about it today because today the way it looks to be different is to be the change. 
is to take that hurt, is to take that fear, is to take that trauma, is to take those wounds with you and to say, these wounds and this trauma and this pain and this injury does not define me. I'm taking it with me and I'm praying and I'm saying, God, not my will, but yours be done. And you draw a line in the sand today and you say, I can go this far. And then you draw another line because the battle ain't over yet, guys. It is just beginning. And today, all you have to do is draw a line in the sand and say, I'm going to go this far. And you don't have to have all the answers and everything's not going to be fixed overnight. But what you'll find is each day and each moment, because those moments make up the days. I can say do it a day at a time, guys, but I don't, I, I don't operate like that. I do it a moment at a time. Sometimes when the battle gets too hard and the battle gets too tough, I take it 10 seconds at a time. And that's legit what I do. A few weeks ago when I got sick, I was in so much pain and I couldn't sleep through the night. I said, you know what? We've been here before in different circumstances, but we've been here before. This smells familiar. So what I do is I take it 10 seconds at a time and I find the strength to keep going for another 10 seconds because if you don't give up on God, God has never given up on you. Don't you ever say that God has given up on you or that you too, you're too far gone because if you're alive and you're breathing and you're there in this moment right now, God is with you and he's got you and you've got purpose because if the enemy wanted you out, he would have taken you out a long time ago. The Bible says that God will never leave you nor forsake you and I stand on that today because I look at every time today where God has been there for me through all the battles, through all the circumstances, whenever I didn't know where the next meal is coming from, I remember circling up at my recovery group and we pray the Lord's prayer at the end of the meeting. And we say, give us this day our daily bread. Some days that's all I needed that day was that daily bread. And I remember about a year ago that God said, Ruth, I'm going to give you that. You're going to have meal for this. So even though you don't know where your next meal is coming from, and even though you don't know where rent is coming from, I've got you, baby girl. And if you could just trust me and let go of that fear that says, oh, I've got to have five jobs in order to do it. God says, stop it. Stop trying to control it. Stop trying to play me because you don't do a very good job at it. Stop trying to grasp at straws and you're sitting here saying, I've got to fix it. And God is saying, stop it. Let me be God. Let me show you I love you. Let me show you the strength that has been within you the entire time. And if you would just take your hands off of it, the amount of freedom that he wants to give you is insurmountable. God says that he will do exceedingly above what we could ask or think, but we got to let go and we got to stop playing God because there's so much strength that's in you. And if you take that little bit of faith right now, that's the size of a mustard seed, that's covered with fear, that's covered with worry, that's covered with self-doubt and self-hatred. And if you were to take that little bit of faith with you and to say, God, not my will, but yours be done. I'm coming, but I'm a mess. I'm coming, but I'm bloody and I'm bruised and I'm broken. And he says, great, I can do something with that, but I can't do something with the person that's on the couch because when Jesus showed up to his hometown, it says he could not do the miracles there because for their lack of belief. God is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't matter how much fear and how much worry you have. It how much how much it matters how much you're willing to just take a step forward and to draw a line in the sand and say, God, I'm gonna trust you this much. Because that's all he needs. 
That's all he needs enough to show up and to do exceedingly above and to move those mountains. And sometimes those mountains in our life is that self-hatred and that self-doubt or whatever it is. It's that depression. It's that anxiety. And you say, well, I can't do this. You can do it for 10 seconds. You've got enough faith and you've got enough strength in you to do it for 10 more seconds. I love you guys and I pray that you all have the best day ever. We're going to go rock it out and give this world hell today for the glory of God. I love you guys and we'll we'll talk soon.